But most of us at some point have looked around in our lives and we've lived our lives and just gone day to day doing things and just doing them for no particular reason. Like we'll just get up and go to school or we'll just get up and go to work and we'll just fight through the work day and do our thing. And then after work, we'll come home and we'll just go home, eat, hang out, do the laundry, do all the mundane stuff of life. Has anyone been caught in that trap before, that cycle? Only a third of you guys, maybe. <laughs> I got someone over here going, that's me, that's me. Only, only a third of you guys. Can we be real honest this morning? Can we be real honest? Seriously, who has ever been caught in that cycle before? Okay, thank you. Participation sport, thank you. You know, the thing is about that is we, we're going through our day-to-day lives and we're missing out on an amazing opportunity to be in the presence of God at all times. See, God doesn't want to just build with us a task-oriented life. He wants us to have a relationship. Everyone say relationship. He wants us to have a relationship with Him. And He wants us to keep Him in the forefront of our mind at all times. Does that make sense? Can I get an amen? You guys are really quiet or tired, you know. I'm going to have to pass out some more rock stars or monsters here in a minute. Or actually just get in the Word. You guys are going to all just, woo! You guys ready to get, woo! I'm wholly expecting you guys will be running the aisles, lighting your hair on fire when I'm done. Just kidding about the lighting the hair on fire and don't run the aisles, okay? I'm just saying. But in the same way, He wants to be in a real-time presence with us. He wants us to acknowledge Him in everything that we do. He wants us to walk the path of life with Him. He doesn't want to just play the spectator sport. He doesn't want to just watch us walk and go, Oh, I'm walking over here. Why are you going here? I don't know. Just because. Or why are you walking over here? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I just am. Whoever, who's ever asked God why before? Why? Who's ever had God ask you, What are you doing, bro? That's it? Only like three of you. Who hears the voice of God? Whew! Just making sure. So let's be real honest again. <laughs> Has God ever asked you, why are you doing that? Anyone? Okay, thank you. Man, just remember, tell the truth, shame the devil, okay? Just as an example, though, I want to show you an awareness test, okay? We're going to watch a video and I want to see an awareness test. How aware of you, aware are you guys of the things around us? So let's play this video. This is an awareness test. How many passes does the team in white make? The answer is 13. But did you see the moonwalking bear? No! There he is entering the screen right there. (laughs) 
It's easy to miss something that you're not looking for. Can I get an amen? amen. It's just a video. No, I'm just kidding. It's easy for us to miss something we're not looking for. If we're not looking for God to be in the middle of our life, if we're not looking for God to be in the day-to-day operations of what we're doing, we're going to totally miss out. Can I get an amen? amen? Okay. The problem is, I think, the problem is, a lot of us look at God as just a man, just a human being that comes and goes, and sometimes you feel him. So when you turn on the, the, the worship music, and you're getting your praise and worship on, and you're like, "Woo, yeah, you're feeling good, right? You get some goose pimples or goosebumps. Who's ever had those before? Praise and worship. Who got some praise and worship goose pimples tonight, today? Wow, y'all need to you know, get up in the praise and worship more often. I'm just kidding. Love you guys. You're doing a great job, by the way. Keep listening. Who's ever prayed before and felt the presence of God? Who's ever felt that before? Yeah, a lot more hands. Great. That's awesome. But when we say amen, sometimes we seem to think that God says, awesome, gives us a good bear hug, handshake, high five, whatever it may be, knuckles, blows it up, and then walks off and does his own thing, like he's got to go run the universe or something like that. He's got to go visit someone else, you know, skippity-doo-dah, and say hi to someone else. Hi, yes, how's it going? Because she's praying now, and then I have to go over here, and Kelly's praying now, and and then, I, you know, we seem to think of God as like a man like this, but who knows, he's everywhere. He's everywhere. Let me scare you a little bit. He's in the shower with you. No, no, seriously. He's in the shower with you. He's uses the loo with you, the restroom, the water closet with you. You realize that, right? How many times have you heard a preacher say, Man, I just hear the voice of the Lord clearly when I'm using the restroom or in the shower. Who's ever heard that before? Guess what? He's there with you. And do you know why? Does anyone know why? He likes to be pure. (laughs) No. Cleanliness is not next to godliness. I dare you to find that somewhere in the scripture. All right. So the reason why is because usually we're not distracted. Usually we don't have like a million things running through our brain where we will give him place. Everyone say place. Place. We'll give him honor in our minds and our hearts to allow him to speak with us. Does that make sense? All right. Let me tell you something. And I have some exciting news that God loves you. Now, hold on a minute. I really want this to sink in because this is a fundamental building block to your relationship with the Lord. God loves you. He is absolutely in love with you. That is an absolute love. Never wavering. Doesn't have a second thought. Absolutely loves you. Absolutely. And I'll tell you to the extent that he loves you. Do we have any parents in the house? Do we have any loving parents in the house? Thank you. (laughs) Twice as many. Let me tell you something. (laughs) Let me tell you something. You as a parent, if you see your child going through something, sickness, pain, broke their arm, whatever it may be, wouldn't you rather you take that on and let your child be feeling better and safe and sound? 
Would you not? Let me ask you a question. If it, if it were like in a car wreck or something else like that, and someone got hurt, say your child got hurt for some, some way, wouldn't you be like, and you've heard this before, God, why my child? Put it on me, right? That, obviously, that's the wrong question to ask, and that's not God's fault. I just want to prove a point to you is this. God sent his son. Sent his son. Do you realize the sacrifice he made? In the same way that we would not want, we would trade places quickly. He sent his son to die for you. That's how much he loves you. That's how much he loves you. He loves you. Man, he loves you. I'm telling you, if you're dealing with depression or sickness or frustration, or things going on in your family, I'm telling you, God loves you. And he's excited to give you the answer. He's excited to show you. Let's just open up our hearts to listen how to work through these different situations. You know, our, our, our walk with the Lord is not, it doesn't, will not look pretty. Will not look pretty. Our walk with the Lord will look dirty sometimes. And it will have twists and turns. And you'll be like, God, why am I doing this twists and turns? This is extra for you. Twists and turns. And someone's just walking like this. It doesn't matter. It's your walk with the Lord. It's your walk with the Lord. And you know what? He loves you so very much. He loves you so very much. He will walk with you individually with, that, with you. He loves you that much. Man, if that doesn't excite you... I don't know what is. Check your pulse. Is everyone alive? Praise the Lord. I see you, bro. I see you. That's right. I love you, bro. See you on Wednesday. I love our youth. Our youth are awesome. I'm going to add a little extra for you guys. I'm going to be quick on the second half of my message. I'll tell you what, you guys, you parents, are raising an elite force of young men and women who are going to take this valley. And you're going to watch what happens in the next six months. You watch what happens. I'm telling you, I'm so, I'm so jacked up with the youth. I just don't even understand. I'm just like, woo! All right. <laughs> Romans chapter 8, verse 35. Are you guys ready? Okay. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who? Shall tribulation... Shall or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or the sword? Can death separate you from the love of God? Can sickness? Does everyone look up here? This is an extra. Sickness. If you're dealing with sickness today, will that separate you from the love of God? Are you sure? How about your family member dying? If you have one that's died recently, will that separate you? How about bankruptcy? Ooh, it's ugly, though. Okay, how about this? Your kid's acting crazy. Usually that gets a laugh, right? Will that separate you from the love of God? Are you sure? How about you lost your job? Will that separate you from the love of God? Is there anything right now that you're going through, put yourself in this situation, anything that you're going through, will any of that separate you from the love of God? Are you sure? Okay, good. 
As it is written, for our sakes we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep to the slaughter. Death, and you need to be convinced of this, will not separate you from the love of God. Verse 37, yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. I'm sorry, you're kidding me, I have to go through all this stuff? We're going through all this stuff? And you still consider us more than conquerors? Why? Because it's we have a backing. It's through him who loves us. Do you see anywhere in there about us loving him? It's for him who loves us. We have a part to play. I'm just trying to make a point here. So let me ask you a question. Verse 38 says this. For I am persuaded. Who is persuaded? I am. Wrong. Who wrote this epistle? Paul. The Apostle Paul is persuaded. The question I have for you is, are you persuaded? See, that doesn't do any good, necessarily. I mean, it does great, and it's awesome he wrote this, and thank God he was persuaded so he could show us how to live life the way he did, Paul, and writing a ton of the New Testament. Isn't that great? Praise the Lord for the epistles, right? They help us through life. But if we are not persuaded, it's not going to have the effect, everyone say effect, like it has had on Paul, the Apostle Paul. If you can't say this to yourself, then we're not persuaded, and it's time we become persuaded. Can I get an amen for that? I said it's time we come, become persuaded. Can I get an amen? Hmm. I said it's time for us to become persuaded. Are you persuaded? Okay. Here we go. Second half of that verse. That neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, come on. Can I get an amen for that one? Man, if you are not getting all like worked up inside right now, You need to check your pulse again. Are you alive? This is great news. This is great news. God loves you so very much. He sent his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? Come on, the Lord loves you. The Lord loves you. Come on. The Lord loves you. Can you be separated from the love of God? Come on. Come on. Let me give you some symptoms that you have your eyes off of his love. Let me give you some symptoms that you have your eyes off of his love towards you. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Some symptoms may include, but not limited to, you guys ready for this? Depression. Any of you guys depressed today? Don't give me an amen or anything. I won't call you out. If you're depressed or sad all the time, you have your eyes shifted off of Christ, off of what he's done for you. And not only that, you're not hanging out with him. You're not in relationship on a day-to-day, hey, good morning, Lord, how's it going? Great. Let me tell you, just give you a little glimpse of some, some people's walk, and others are a little bit different. But sometimes he says, don't eat this. Sometimes he says, eat this. 
Sometimes he says, turn left instead of you wanting to go right while you're driving your car. I mean, I'm talking the simple, everyday-to-day things. It's just amazing. Okay. The second thing. A symptom. If you feel like you're stuck in life. Who's ever felt like you're stuck? Like you're not moving forward in life. That things are hindering you. That you're a train in mud going... And you're not moving. Or you're churning butter and it's not turning to butter. You're just in motion, but you're not really moving forward in life. Does that make sense? Or you feel like your walk with the Lord has gotten stale. Who's ever experienced that before? Like, man, I I read the Word and it's not really fresh. And it's like, uh, I'm I'm frustrated and uh, I'm kind of confused. And these are all symptoms of not having our eyes focused on a relationship with Him. Number three, you feel alone. Who's ever felt alone before? Come on, let's be real honest, right? Right, real honest. Who's ever felt alone or on your own? Man, I feel like I'm just on my own. And there's people around you doing the same thing, but you're like, I'm on my own. I'm doing this by myself. No one's helping me. I'm frustrated. Has anyone felt that way before? I'm not saying you feel that now. I'm not... You know, just chill out. It's okay. Everyone go like this. Okay. You feel better? Let's keep going. Number four. If you have lost your confidence in the Lord and His promises, if you are not saying, Lord, your word says, therefore my life must change. Your promises say this, Lord, therefore my life must look this way. Does that make sense? You guys putting the connection there. If you are not meditating on his promises and applying the word of God to your life, we've gotten distracted. We're misaligned. We're not seeing things clearly. Does that make sense? Remember, it's about remembering his presence at all times. And that may sound like a religious thing, but let me tell you something. When you first start, it may feel a little bit religious. Like you have to discipline yourself. Does that make sense? Discipline is not a bad word. Praise the Lord. Who's ever disciplined a child before? Isn't that a great word? <laughs> Woo-wee, or else this child would be crazy. Who knows that God says he chastens the one he loves? Ooh. I don't like that one, God. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Discipline. You may have to discipline your mind. Set an alarm clock, whatever it may be, so you stop instead of freaking out. Say, Lord, thank you. I recognize your presence right now. And we move forward. Has anyone experienced that before? That's what we should do. If we've lost confidence in his word, that is another symptom of us losing sight and losing his presence. Listen, it's not just about, like I said before, it's not a religious thing. It's about building a relationship. Let me give you an example. Kelly, my beautiful wife. Honey, yay. <laughs> yay. <laughs> if I were to come to church here, okay, I'd wake up, I get up, I eat, I leave the house, okay? I don't say hi to anyone. I don't even see them in the morning. I come to work all day. I work. I do things, Okay? I leave, that better be God calling. 
I leave here, I go home, I park my car, I get out of my car, I walk in and say, hi, honey. Then I go and do my own thing. You know, I use the restroom, I lay down, take a nap, I go out in the yard, I mow the yard, I do whatever. Okay, then I come in, she's made dinner, I go over there, I scoop myself some dinner, I eat some dinner real quick, and I go out in the garage and, and tinker in the garage all night. Let me ask you a question. Am I still in relationship with Kelly, my wife? Yes, I am. Is it a good relationship? If that persists, no, it is not a good relationship. Are we still a family? Yes, we're still a family. Yes, we're growing. Or we're, excuse me, growing. <laughs> we're growing. Chia Pet, our two young kids. We're growing. We're disciplining and raising up two young boys as of right now. Right? Is that good, though? Is that healthy? Is that sustainable? Would our relationship go downhill quickly? Yes, it would. In the same way, we do the same thing to God. We wake up, we do our thing, we go about our life, we go to work, we do our work thing, not even really acknowledging his presence, some of us do. We go home, we drive home, we turn the radio on. Yeah, we're listening to Christian music, hooray, hooray, whatever, but our mind isn't there, we're just singing a song, we don't really care about God. Someone cuts us off, thank you. Am I allowed to say that? I don't know. Just be real honest. Does that make sense? We're not... We're not recognizing his presence and who he is with us. All right, moving on. It's about relationship. I have some good, really exciting things to tell you. You guys ready? I have solutions for the symptoms, okay? But the thing is, hold on now, it does not include headache, does not include sudden heart death, whatever it's called, sudden death, does not include diarrhea or anything like that, right? There's no bad side effects to these solutions. It's all good, okay? Who likes all good solutions? Whew, thank God. You guys are still awake. Here we go. Number one is this, if you're taking notes. We must acknowledge his presence at all times. The moment you start feeling a sim- one of those symptoms, come on. I feel alone. Bing. Acknowledge his presence. I feel sad. Bing. Knowledge is presence. I feel like, or this is happening to me. Knowledge is presence. You guys with me? God, you're here with me, and you love me. If you just take those two. God, I know you're here with me, right now with me. You're in the boat. Who remembers his disciples and Jesus crossing the water, right? And they're in the storm. They're like, we're going to die! And Jesus says, I'm in the boat. I got this. I'm paraphrasing here. Read the story for yourself. It's way deeper than that. There's a tons more. There's many, many teachings on that. I'm just giving you a positive example. Hey, you're in the middle of the ocean. Waves are crashing in. Man, stand on that thing like a surfboard and be like, yeah, here we go. Bring that tube in. I'm going to ride that thing all the way to the other shore. Does that make sense? Whew. Don't send Pastor Mark emails now. What is he teaching? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Number two, get alone. Get alone. Even with two young boys, I get alone. I go to the gym. Who likes the gym? Like three people. Okay. <laughs> he just started working out two days ago. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, it's been 43 years since I've gone to the gym. He's like, I love the gym. <laughs> 
Go, go do something. Get alone. Get into the presence of God. Listen. Build yourself up in your most holy faith. Let's turn to Jude. Jude, verse 20. Jude, verse 20. Let me tell you what it's like. If you are not baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking in other tongues, which I hope you are, if not, we have a class for it, okay? Go to it. Don't be afraid. The first time that I heard someone speaking in tongues or praying in tongues, man, it freaked me out. Can I be real honest? Can I pull back the windows of my life and show you? Freaked me out for the first time. I'm like, what is going on? Something's going down here. I'm like, they walk towards me. I'm out of here. You know, and then I was like, well, hmm, I wonder. And I started asking questions. Who's ever had questions about things in the Bible before? Wow. Okay. Shame the devil. Tell the truth. Who's ever had questions about the Bible before? Okay. Thank you. I got half of you now. And I've asked, I said, I asked some people, what, what is this? What does this mean? Show me the Bible. What's going on? And they're like, uh, we don't really know. We're just doing this. <laughs> cool. Awesome. I'm out of here. See ya. <laughs> I, was, I started asking questions and I was afraid. I would say, afraid. It's okay. Ask questions. Ask questions. I'll tell you, we have answers. Does it make sense? There's reasons why we have classes here. Go. You're not going to do anything weird, okay? You're not going to like, woo, you know, you're not going to die or anything, okay? If you do, we'll raise you from the dead. It's okay. <laughs> so, back to my point. Being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Listen, if you aren't baptized in the Holy Spirit, it is a must. I'm telling you, your life will be changed just as baptism will change your life. Being baptized in the Holy Spirit will change your life and it will rock your world and you will live in a new power and authority you've never experienced in your life. It's good. And let me tell you what it's like. It's like a helium balloon. Woo! Helium. How do you say helium balloons? Sign language. Helium balloon. They tie you off. And they let you go. And you go, woohoo! Yeah! And you go for a ride up to the ceiling. And it's amazing. Who likes balloons? Aren't balloons awesome, right? Specifically helium balloons. Okay, half y'all are like, yeah, we go. And talk like, Mickey Mouse, blah, blah, blah. Right? I don't do that. <laughs> helium balloons are amazing. Especially the metal covered ones, right? Because they last a really long time. Because they're like sealed. Anyway, but what happens? A couple of days go by. It's all good. I'm floating on high on Jesus. It's amazing up here in the clouds. Hooray! This is awesome! Talking like I've been, you know, just kidding. What happens after a week? You're kind of floating down here, and that's when your kids are like, Gonna get ya. Gonna get ya. Gonna get ya. Can I get an amen? That's when your boss is like, I'm gonna poke ya. Something else like that, right? Before, they couldn't touch you. And then you come down a little bit further, right? It's been a week and a half. Now what? You're right here. And someone comes by, especially Pastor PJ. Boom! Blows you up. <laughs> what do you need to do? Hey, recognize that you're starting to deflate and fill yourself up. <sighs> okay, let's read Jude. Here we go. <laughs> I'm having too much fun up here. You guys should try this sometime. It's awesome. 
Okay, Jude, verse 20. But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Everyone say, praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves. What? I'm sorry. This is one of those that God doesn't keep you there by, you know. Hey, God, you said I would be high as a kite all the time, floating in the air. Now he says, keep yourselves. Keep yourselves. Keep yourselves. Say, keep myself. What's that mean? To keep yourself. It means to focus. Realize what you're doing. Realize what you're doing. Realize there's some things in life that you must do to, to be successful. Things you must do to cultivate that relationship with the Lord. And one of them is praying the Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen? amen? My note here says, keep your eyes and mind and heart on the things of God or on God. So you must keep yourself praying in the Holy Spirit. Let's finish this verse. In the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto an eternal life. You must, I'm telling you, you must pray in the Holy Spirit. You must. Can I get an amen? amen? Number three is this. Remind yourself of his promises. Remind yourself of his promises. If you don't know, go find out what his promises are. But let's read here a couple of them. Psalms 103. Psalms 103. Verse 1 through 5. You guys ready? Here's what I want you to do. We're going to read the first couple of verses together, and then I'm going to finish up. Here's what I need you guys to do. Read this like you mean it. Read this like you mean it. Psalms 103, verse 1. It should be up here on the, on the side here. Bless the Lord. Say it with me. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. Okay, now I'll read it from here. Isn't that amazing? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Was that a suggestion? It wasn't, would you please bless the Lord with all your soul and all that's within you? Please bless his holy name. Did it say please anywhere? Anyone? Does your Bible say the same thing mine does? I'm going to read it to you again. I want you guys to focus on what I'm saying. I want you guys, mm. and I'll tell you what, I feel like running through a wall right now. That's my football. God's so good, man. I'll tell you what, it gets me jacked up. Like, woo, here we go. Yeah, that's right. I woke you all up right there. I saw that. Three rows went like this. You guys ready? I'm going to read this to you now, and I want you to listen to what I have to say, and I want you to think about it and say, I'm going to grab this as my own. And when I get tired, I'm going to read this. I'm going to run through a wall like Pastor PJ. No, don't run through a wall. Some of you guys might be baking cakes. Be like, I'm going to bake the best cake I can bake ever. Some of you guys might be cleaning toilets. Man, I'm going to clean this thing so hard. It's going to be shining. People are walk in and turn the light on and be blinded. <laughs> no! Is that just me? Does anyone else love the... Absolute, absoluteness of God's love in their life? Cool. Let's go. I'm going to read this to you. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget not his benefits. I'm not going to forget. Who forgives all your iniquities. Who heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from destruction. You ought to be shouting about that one. Woo! 
destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies your mouth with good things. Who likes their mouth satisfied with good things. Now anyone over the age of 25, I want you to really pay attention to this next verse. You guys ready? Or this next section. So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Can I get an amen? Anyone over 25, can I get an amen? amen? Who would like their youth like the eagles, right? Renewed. Come on. Is that a promise? Is that something from the Lord? Praise the Lord. Just saying. Just saying. You thought you were going to come to church and your Pastor PJ give you a nice little, little nugget. No! Stir you up. Listen, remember what he's done for you. Don't forget about his promises. There's books on it. You can go on the internet and we'll give you lists and lists and lists of his promises. And you listen, if God said it, he'll do it. Whoa. It's a little bit better than first service, but I think they beat you. If God said it, he'll do it. If God said it, he'll do it. If God said it, he'll do it. Praise the Lord, right? Will he do it? Man, the absoluteness of God is amazing, isn't it? Mm, so good. Mm. Look, there's PDFs. There's different things you can find online, okay? Here's another way to build yourself up. This one's extra. Who's got a Bible app on their phone? Who's got a smartphone? Here, let me tell you a little trick. <laughs> I'm going to outsmart God. He said, read. And I'm going to listen to the word of God on your phone while you're doing your work. If you can, you can cover many, many books of the Bible in one day by listening to the word. Okay, I cannot tell you how much the Lord is going and has set me free from absolute not being able to read. And it's getting better and better and better. And I'll tell you what, what I used to do when I worked in construction a long time ago was I would turn on the New Testament and I would listen to that thing for six hours straight. And I'll tell you what, I got through three quarters of the New Testament in one day. And I would do that over and over and over. And it's amazing how much just listening to that will change your life. Now let me quick, quickly finish up here. You guys ready? How you guys doing today? You guys doing okay? You guys doing okay? Can I get an amen? amen. You're going to shout your way out the doors today. You're going to go witness to someone today. Wow! <laughs> I love it, I love it. I got like two over here, three over here. You're going to go tell someone about that. No, I'm not telling you. Oh, Jesus loves you, bro. Don't, don't, no. Walk up to him and be like, Jesus loves me! He loves me! I don't know about you, but he loves me! Jesus loves me! You want someone that, you want to get in on this? You want to get on this? Man, this is the best marketing, multi-level marketing strategy in the world! Jesus loves me. You want some? Give me my downline. Come on. He loves me. Who wants to put someone on their downline? Man. It's a good thing. Make disciples. You make a disciple. They 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 make a disciple. In six months... How many disciples have you made? I don't know. It's up to you. It's up to you. You want rewards in heaven? How many disciples are you making? I digress. 
Listen, let's move forward. I love talking about evangelism. Ah, it makes me want to run through a wall. <laughs> Instead of saying, don't stray from the presence of God. Instead of saying, I don't do this when God's over here. Instead of saying, don't listen to this because God said not to. Instead of saying, don't do this because I know it's wrong. Don't say that anymore. Well, you can, obviously, but let me tell you how to change your thoughts a little bit and we'll change how you deal with things. You guys ready for this? Instead of saying, don't forget or don't do this, give yourself permission to be in the presence of God. Say, I get to. I'm going to. We're moving forward. I get to. We're going. Give yourself permission. People are absolutely afraid of God. That's an absolute scary. I don't mean to say that in that way. What I mean by this is people are afraid of God because they, they, they feel his absolute amazing love and they're shamed by it. Shame pops up and really gets them, grabs them, and it holds them away from his love. And God is right there saying, oh, I want to hug you with love. And they're saying, no, I'm afraid. I'm telling you, the Lord loves them. And if they were just to say, you know what? I will give myself permission just to experience this. Give yourself permission to experience the day-to-day walkings with the Lord. Give yourself permission to do that. I know that sounds crazy. But say, you know what, Lord? I choose because your word says that you've forgiven me. I can boldly enter your presence. End of Hebrews chapter 4. You've never not experienced anything that I'm going through. I'm going to step into your presence. Give yourself permission to do that. It's okay. Now I'm giving you permission to give yourself permission to do that. Does that make sense? Can I get an amen? I'm telling you, once you guys, once we do this on a continual basis, your life will change as you know it. The situations that pull you down or feel like they're pulling you down will no longer pull you down. The chaos in life that's spinning around you, mm -mm. you'll be calm in the midst of the storm. You want direction? God, where where do I fit in this amazing puzzle? He'll tell you. He'll show you. Your life will change as you know it, and it will just blow your mind. I'm telling you. God says it in a different way. He says, you don't even know the things that I have prepared for you. Blow your mind. Blow your mind. And even when you feel like you're in the midst of just going, oh, day-to-day life, day-to-day life. I'm getting another year older, deeper in debt. Who knows that song, right? Thank God none of you do. It's horrible. Okay, one person does. Old country song, right? Ah, oh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just churning, and ah, ah, ah. And then you go, no. I choose. I let myself get in the presence of God, and I'll tell you very quickly. You'll find that you're gonna go like this and be like, oh, I have purpose. I have meaning. I'm here for a reason. What is that reason? Oh, man. Whoa. 
And you'll just be looking, and God will start showing you things. And the grayness of life will become so beautiful and colorful. It will just be amazing. Does it make sense? 